This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. Set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Shark Night 3D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the copper-plated, chrome-encrusted, super-shiny, super-balsa-wood, big-ass, graphite-smeared-out, tougher-than-leather, smarter-than-leather, Justin Wendell. How's it going, man? Man, it's going okay, you know? It's going okay. Almost at the end, Nick, of two months of shark movies. Watching shark movies all the time. How are you feeling about it? Man, I don't want to let it go. Do you dream in shark? I saw that trailer for Maneater today, mm. and it got my gears cranking. It's a new one. Trace Adkins oh. playing, playing the Quint role. <laughs> oh, this sounds like something we might have to do. What's the premise? Every shark movie. Is it? Are they are they in a particular location? Do they ever do like an Arctic shark movie? You know? Sharktic? No, I don't think so. I mean that that's one that's a new one, right? They do land sharks and stuff. Right. I saw a trailer for Sharks in a Cornfield movie. It's very low budget, but you know, they keep pushing I told I said the last show that YouTube keeps pushing shark trailers on me because I've been interested in shark stuff since oh, I've been I, doing this. They get their own trailers on the set, huh? Pretty cool. I got a huge sharks zoom sweet, on this movie. Man. I got a huge zoom on this movie when we get to it. It's okay. gonna blow your mind. So how how's life? Life is fine, man. We need a little pick-me-up, you know? Let's talk about conspiracy theories real quick. Okay. There are so few actual conspiracies. You think so? Yet people are willing to really go out there on a super limb Mm -hmm. and believe the strangest shit or refuse to believe the strangest shit. Uh, uh, Let me just use an analogy. Sure. Uh, One of the players in the major leagues was suspended for getting caught with this, you know, banned substance. And I was, uh, I was reading a, a post on Facebook about it. Pretty cut and dry. The guy fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he's a shit person for doing it. It's not his first offense. And as I was just reading the comments, just like-minded stuff. And then there's this woman whose son has a poster of that player on his wall. And she simply will not believe that he did this. It's a, it's a conspiracy. He's innocent. The, the drugs that were in his system that science proved was bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah, she's in a, and she it's just, just doesn't it's just, want to believe. It's so indicative of the world that we're in. Like, people are really unwilling to bend. You take in yeah, almost you, any subject, and they are unwilling to bend on a lot of stuff. Yeah, people create truths, and they don't want those truths destroyed. You I know? hope it just, I just hope it never creeps into politics. 
I think that we, probably, we probably all do that on a pretty small scale, but when you let it overtake your life, it's it's very problematic. Sorry that this woman. Have you reached out to her? Did you text to say, hey, you know? I I, I um I put I, I really I put an emoji of a brain, an emoji an emoji of a washcloth. <laughs> That's all I did. That was my aggressive aggressive mm-hmm. response to it. Can only mean one thing. Right. Clean brain. Exactly. Right? But yeah, that's. I was reading about a conspiracy today, and I can't even remember it. There's so many floating around. Just some wild conspiracies. But anyway, you know, look, I, I wonder if there's any podcast central conspiracies or podcast folks. Sure. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, there's these guys aren't really doing it. It's not who they, they're not who they say they are. I yeah. wonder. Wonder what the podcast conspiracy is. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of them out there, man. These guys aren't zooming in that hard. They say they are. Got to see my daughter, which was nice. You did. She's uh, she's in Florida, and you visited her. We got to see Bullet Train. You know, some stuff happened. And did you have a good time? It was a quick visit. It was a quick visit, but it was nice. You don't want to disrupt her her flow, right? Because she's kind of creating a uh, you know fulfilling her way around down there, and you don't want to show up and just wreck everything like you do. Well, and I didn't know. want my flow disrupted either. Let's face it. <laughs> did you? Were you a big man? Big man on campus for a minute? Did you walk in there with? To tell everybody that you have a podcast? Did you throw your weight around? Guys, we're doing yeah. Shark Night this week. Just tune in. You know, just embarrass your daughter by talking about us. Hey, I used to appear on CNN's third most popular station in the early 2000s. CNN headline news, right? And they're like, I wasn't born. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got a chance to, to see her already. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's a good... It's good. I, uh, I'm excited because... Uh, you know, it's about to get hardcore. You know, we're about to get some shit, man. Wait, be more specific. Are you talking about... All the best shit's about to happen. Okay, that's you not know? more specific. I need to... No. clear. You mean, like, movie-wise, entertainment-wise, yeah, otherwise? Yeah, it's, it's a huge time to be a, a citizen. Yeah, well, and you're... An, an inhaler of uh, the media, you know? Yeah, a new Game of Thrones show drop. What else is coming out? Movie Pass is coming back. Oh, man. Pinch me. We beat around the the bush a whole ton. We did. Shaugust. Oh, it's not Shaugust? Shit. It is Shaugust. It's not Shaugust. <laughs> That's when we do all Robert Shaw movies. No, this is Shaugust. Yeah. Shaugust <laughs> is when we do Without Limits. We do Prefontaine. Do the Terry Fox story. No? Who? Shaugust. <laughs> Jogist. <laughs> <laughs> Prefontaine. Remember when there was rival Prefontaine movies? Yeah, and and I'm sorry, Team Crotop over Team Leto every day of the week. Oh, hundred. What, what? So what were they called? Without Limits and Prefontaine. That's the, okay. You mentioned them. Okay, which one yeah. was which? I think Without Limits was William Crotop. Billy Crud's. You like him, was, Billy Crotop? You still I you love still him on board? So much. You still on so board? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. Forever, forever. Yeah, you can't he, not. Yeah. He's on the morning show. Won an Emmy. He won an Emmy for that. Yeah. Still I mean, you accolades. can't not Still love somebody accolades. who takes zero gravity shits. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't do it. What's the woman in, in Weeds? Mary Louise Parker? Mary Louise Parker, man. She, he left her when she was preg, I believe. So not oh maybe God. not that cool of a guy, but a good actor. She, she may have burnt dinner. I mean, you don't know what the situation is. Left, the I think he left her for Claire Danes, by the way. I think I'm remembering all this right. 
can cut all this out. No one. This needs does not surprise me in the least that we're. Uh, but you um, don't know what the situation is in that. I can peel off Claire Danes' um, dating history somewhat. I know she was with Australian troubadour Ben Lee for a while, uh, then crud up, and I think she's with who's the guy that was the star of Hannibal? Not Matt. No, I, don't, I don't like him at all. Hugh something. He looks. He looks like a younger. Yeah, he looks like a younger Billy Crudup. From Almost Famous, she got a type. What was it? what was that? What was that actor's name? Hugh Dancy? No. You are so yeah. It is Dancy. You are so one hundred percent right. Nailed it. Seven months pregnant. Nailed it. I'm a I'm a huge Mary Louise Parker stand. I don't and let then, it go. And then uh, then Naomi Watts after that. Is he with Watts right now? I have no idea. This is good to know. If you could if you could give me, I'd, I'll add this to my brain file. Par- but you have to you have to give Mary Louise Parker some love. She bounced back and got some Jeffrey Dean up around. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know those two were a hot and item. The, and, and luckily, she had no experience with having a horrible separation. Um, they got engaged, and then he said, fuck this. <laughs> JDM in this. Just like another JDM that's in the movie today. We got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and we got the JDM. Yeah. The JDM in Hollywood in this one. And I think J- JDM is a budding EDM musician, if I'm not mistaken. Is he a musician? He looks like he goes it. by Avatar, I think. <laughs> no, my man, talk about the luckiest man ever to live, and and in Hollywood, he's been hired I mean, more than once. It's insane. Like he he must have had like acting teachers been like Joel David Moore. Don't even do it. Don't go out to Hollywood. What was the one thing he was in that people started to? kind of pay attention to. There was something before Avatar that he was yeah. kind of in, but I don't... Like, Avatar was... Edward Norton. I don't think he ever had that moment. Dodgeball? He was in Dodgeball, I believe, but he didn't have a significant role in that movie. I mean, he's a charming fella. Let's not fucking push it. By the way, I went into Wikipedia and it solicited me for some coins. I know that's a surprise. No, it was to- it was totally Dodgeball. Was it? Is that um, how Unless it's it? the Hottie and the, or the, and the Naughty that you're thinking of. It's a Paris Hilton movie, right? Is that a Paris so, Hilton movie? I don't know, but I got a lot of editing ahead of me. Because the hottie and the naughty, if it's Paris Hilton's in that movie, and you she is, opening theater. guess who is in this movie but her ex-fiance, Chris Zilka, in this, in Shark Night, Nick. <laughs> There's your Zilka. connection. Talk about a Zoom. Holy what is, smokes. What is, a, what is a Chris Zilka? Is that the model guy? Yes, he was in uh, The Leftovers, and then he uh, gets bit off of a, of a, a <laughs> jet, jet ski. ski in this by a very motivated shark. All right, guys, let's not beat around. I mean, we beat around plenty. Folks, it's a movie microscope. Show where we zoom in. We punch up a totem's dialogue. We put the subwoofer inside. Let it verb. You know? We stick our nose up all in the archbishop's business. We cook a steak from scratch. We follow the instructions to the letter. We lather up the petting zoo. We let the tool burke do the lion's... We force clutch a scarab as if our dick depended on it. We roll the cords counterclockwise around the elbow like a pro. Watch a movie through distorted, diseased, disseminated, sectioned, insectoid, pantsless eyes. Staring through the film, deciding what makes or breaks, sharing what likes you listeners. If we were talking about Don Juan DeMarco, we're going to talk about the scene where Jay Depp helps get the rocks off of none other than Marlon Brando and his sweet mate, Faye Don. I teach him the Konami code. Oh, wow, really? He, he practices that on Faye, and boom, Marla brand out at that point. Yeah, she's got brand loyalty after that. Blows his pants out, busts his front. Just gets a fresh man. I got some notes for your intro here. Can I 
Yeah. I'll spin it back for you. You, got, you said pantsless size. Now, something usually doesn't usually throw me. I know you speak nonsense. Pantsless eyes, though. That stuck out to me. Congratulations, sir. I feel like that could be like a tagline for a, a very special film. Pantsless, like it's an, an erotica film that confuses. Pantsless, pantsless eyes. eyes in this, guys. Wait. Yes. And then you said we, we, we cook a steak f- from scratch. Wouldn't it be better for scratch? And I'm thinking a joint. old scratch. Isn't that what they call the devil? Yeah, that's what you call the best. And you you're grilling a steak for him. You, you think I'm, I just that's what it, that's what I flashed to. And uh, what do you think? Think the I devil think you enjoys should... you know some meat like some grilled meats? 100. percent Is that is this is is hell hot enough where you just flop a steak on the ground and cook it up? You don't even need grills down there, I imagine. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Not concerned. We'll find out soon enough. <laughs> Sharks forever, Nick. Sharks forever. I don't um, know what you're saying. What do you mean? We got them. We've been doing it for two months. Sharks forever. It just feels like an endless parade of man-eating beasts. Man-eating watery sharks. And man, they are hungry for humans in all these films. But they don't I think settle it, for anything less. Now this may be the most... Well, the Meg is no, no bargain with realism. Hmm. But this this may, be, this may be the biggest stretch of the this entire... One stretches, this one stretches the, the shark's tooth a little bit. Yeah, it's a tough one. It throws it all out the window. It doesn't care if you think it's dumb. It knows it's dumb. Directed by a good dude, David R. Ellis, Final Destination 2. R.I.P., sir. R.I.P. Yeah, he's out of here. Did he? This is his last film, I believe. Is that correct? It is, yeah, so far. Went out on a high note. So did you have any sort of a relationship with this? I never saw it. I think I've seen the end of it. On I flipped by it on a channel once. I like Donald Logue, who's one of the actors in this film, and I saw his, his demise, and that's it. That's all I remembered. What about you? You didn't see it, had you? I hadn't. This time last week, I hadn't seen it, and now I've seen it twice. That's a tough. That's a tough one. I don't know if I could sit through it again so quickly. It was um, like it was like a, the the mother's milk washing over me at this point. What did you think about it now that you've seen it twice? What, what's your assessment on this one? Oh, it's it's a uh, it's an old blind person in the shower of a movie fumbling around for the soap, facing the wrong way, maybe getting hot water in the spot, unless, you know, stepping onto glass on the way out, dying as they tumble naked through stairs, dick ripped off. A Mr. Magoo type situation. Yeah. Um, The first time I saw it, I was exhilarated. Well, it's the best this movie could hope for to hear you say that. (laughs) Because it is dumber than the night, and it is, it does some weird stuff, and it's, it has no idea what's next, and it really asks a lot of its audience, and were it not PG-13, it could have been a really special movie, but alas, we're not here to criticize it. I got a huge zoom up front before we get to the plot. I wanted to get this out of the way. I do the work. Nick does the work. We watch extra things on these films. We do the research. We spend time in the library going through microfiche. I found an interview with one of the actresses in this movie named Sarah Paxton. She was talking about the animatronic shark they had on this film. Nick, you had promised me that all the sharks were CGI. No, the sharks that they're fighting, like the hammerhead that they're flopping around with. Now, I know that one was like a model, but she said that they had a sharks that could speed towards you in the water, and they had uh, in, they injured people. They cut people up with their because they had real shark teeth and and the mouths apparently of this, this anima, animatronic shark. And it, she said it would cut people. People were bleeding on set from it. <laughs> I think you need to make a movie about the killer animatronic shark. Yeah be interesting anyway but yeah that was my zoom 
Um, and I know that you, right before we started, sent me a link to a curious keepsake from this film. A curious. Extra. Well, if you stay after the credit, because I one of the things I, I noticed mm-hmm. when I was watching, what's it on HBO Max? Yeah. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. I paused it halfway through the credits, and there were still like eight minutes left, and I was baffled by it. Mm-hmm. So I did the old, you know, drag and zoom thing, and there was a music video, and I was like, "Well, that's peculiar," and I ignored it the first time. Like last mm-hmm. week, I completely ignored it. This week, did it again, paused it, and said, "Well, let's just dabble." <laughs> let's do the work. And, and I, I looked like a really poorly shot rap video. I was like, stupid. And then I noticed one of the people looked like one of the cast members, and then I realized it was all the cast members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody they cast. did it. They went there. Joel David, the Moore. Joel David Moore went there. Joel David Moore drops a verse. The bad guy in this, one of the bad guys has a verse in it. Mostly da- Dustin Milligan, though, is leading this track. Yeah, he he, he is the uh, auteur behind it. Is it Shark he write bite, it? Right? Is that what the song's called? Yeah. Yeah, he does this for every single one of his films, I think. He always gets a... That is kind of a lost art, the movie themed song at the end like when they kind of recap the film in a way Ooh, adam's family mm-hmm. there it is there you go yeah yeah by tag team is that correct i mean i don't think that one was but yeah i think they did that one i think that they i think that whoops there it is is there is that their own song and then they modified it for the for the movie that's fantastic mm-hmm. and then oh my god waxworks 2 has a has a song that recaps the entire film which is I think does it incredible have, does the and we've talked about it before it? on the old show huh does the little person sing it i don't know who sings it and then uh, i'm sure you remember cry in the dark streep has a, a song <laughs> she drops in during the, the mid credits and yeah the song is my kids and shit my kids and shit she's got she can flow though i mean she's got a good flow streep Anyway, so let's talk about the premise of this film, which we haven't gotten to yet. But what, what's the premise, Nick? College is tough. Sometimes you need to lay off some lay off some steam. Right. And what better place to let off steam than a rich girl's lake house, you know? Just get away for the weekend with a couple of your peers. Party hardy. Get some sun. Ride the waves. Be all perky out there. And that's the innocent premise. These people just want to go have a good time. But Justin, of course... This lake is filled with sharks that have been brought there by two rednecks. Three? Three rednecks, one of whom survives this movie and is never seen from again. <laughs> Does not survive? No, you're yeah, hoping. The, dude, the, the dude that frees the great white shark lives. Who? There's a there's a there's an ancillary dude that opens up the great white shark's cage from some other part of the of the lake and is never seen from again. So he actually is still around. Is he the fourth? Yeah, fourth. I didn't. I didn't even pay attention. There's a fourth uh, bad guy here. It's a super zoom. There's the survivor on the villain side in this movie. Oh man, they could have done a sequel. The ju- I mean, we got time. Yeah, that's true. People clamor, man. People clamoring. James clamoring actually. Um, what about you? What is there anything I miss? Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, not really. You know, it's a group of college friends that are celebrating you know an event that happens at college that we can't zoom in that hard to figure out what it is but i think one of the kids you know they're near graduation one of the kids passed a test where he's like a athlete he's a very skilled athlete he's he needed to get a certain grade one of the other kids is tutoring him doesn't matter they can't wait to celebrate and they have a very like you said a rich a friend that has a some property in louisiana right and she's sure. decided that this is this is time for a homecoming for her. She hasn't been back home for three years. She needs, needs to take all her, her friends there. Unfortunately, 
what she doesn't tell you is the reason that she left. She left under some weird circumstances, and that's I mean, why she hasn't to been some back. People. Yeah. And she gets caught. She gets everybody caught up in the drama when she comes back. Plus sharks. Do you think she's you know? the reason this all this shit went down? I don't know. It's a weird movie in that regard because it does seem. It's almost like that's a maybe a. It just kind of runs parallel to it. Her ex boyfriend's certainly a bad guy. Her leaving for college has has gotten him to be more evil. I guess she broke up with him. Now the film starts off with a teaser, as most of, most of these films do, oh. and it takes place yeah. at a dock. And there is a, a, you know, a beautiful young lady in the water. Camera gets right up her ass. Yeah, Ellis is kind of perving in this movie, I have he to say. He pervs a lot. This was his mm-hmm. last perversion, this movie, though. Second yeah. to last, maybe. Oh, what you are you trying to, to have alluded that maybe I did you... not. How dare you? He, di- he, he passed away in a hotel room. They don't, they don't let you know how he passed away. And there's been some speculation, you know, like I said, died too young, R.I.P. But yeah, he's certainly on display in this movie. Is he's he's uh, showing a lot of female bodies in this. Can I give you an alternative zoom? Sure. Now this was never covered in the police report, and it was never brought up on TMZ or anything like that. But True. they interviewed the doorman at the hotel, mm-hmm. and the last person to interact with David Ellis before his discovery, was that doorman bringing up a DHL package marked Shark Bite. <laughs> we got an idea for the film, Dave. Pop this in the VCR in your room. Did he die before this came out? Um, can you just let my story... <laughs> <laughs> so this girl... Are you saying this is the last thing he watched? I think he may have had a... There may have been a belt around his neck, but I think maybe he, he was contractually obliged to... You know, play shark bite in the feature, and that might have been the straw. That might have been it, huh? Yeah. So yeah, this girl gets killed at the beginning, and it's yeah, awful she... because her boyfriend surfaces up under her, and the self-conscious actor instantly wipes his hair away from his face so you can see him because he doesn't have a lot of screen time. Yeah, you got. And see it's his so face. it's so vain and unnatural the way he mm-hmm. instantly tries to show his face as he emerges from the water. I mean, that is a huge zoom. Let's let's give him a little shout out then if. If if he did that, let's see who it could be. You know, there's no way you're gonna find him in that damn thing. Could it be Tyler Bryan? Is that who it is? It could be Damon Lapari. I just I'm trying to see who the the woman is that gets killed. Oh, who knows? It could have been one of those two. Let's just say. I mean, I remember what he looks like. Yeah. Well, you can go to the sh- you can go to the IMDb page and try to pick him from the lineup there. Dustin Milligan, by the way, has a very weird profile picture for IMDb. It doesn't look anything like he did in the movie. No. Tyler Bryan, let's just say that's that's it, or or Damon Lapari. I think it's Damon Lapari. So yeah, he um is he's having some like splish splash fun times with his girlfriend in the um it's in the all lake at her and then expense. and then he he goes, hey babe, I'm gonna go to the to the Winnebago. Like they have, but a, he he pulls her her top off and throws it at, away from her reach. And he flings it. Yeah, that's right. And then he leaves. Right, he gets out and of the then water. He leaves and goes in and, and plays bad music at his airstream. Yeah, and then so she is that. Yeah, and so then she fetches her top, and then a shark fetches all, all over her, and fetches her apart and fetches <laughs> her into heaven. An, an eight foot thresher shark. Mm-hmm. She gets threshed, and she gets destroyed actually. And there's blood in the water. And then the, they just show the boyfriend just chilling in the um, airstream. You never find out what happened, like how sad he gets after this. 
I would, I'd like a follow-up to see, you know, what, what's his, how do you feel? Like, what do you, what happened? Does he think she drowned, or is, does he suspect shark? I mean, it's a lake, right? Well, I'm going to assume that, you know, because this lake is run by a group of people that murder everybody, that mm-hmm. he was eventually going to be swallowed out. Oh, you think he's dead too, huh? Yeah, he probably got swallowed out. Spe- speaking of conspiracy, dang, that you're... <laughs> Anyway, here's the cast on this bad boy. Let's we haven't even dug into it. You know, I mentioned Donald Logue, who I forever love. Yeah. Sarah Paxton is your star here, along with Dustin Milligan. Now, Dustin Milligan is you might remember him from Shit's Creek. He played the veterinarian on that on I think that show. You have to watch Shit's Creek to remember him. He also was in the 90210 reboot. Sarah Paxton was in the movie Cheap Thrills. She was in a bunch of stuff like Aquamarine. But then really you got Joel, Joel David Moore. You got Catherine McPhee who was like a bit of a singer, I believe, and an actress. Sinqua Walls, who I'd never who didn't, who, I'd never heard of him before. I've never saw him before. Chris Zilka, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, you got a bunch of people. Joshua Leonard, who was in the Blair Witch Project. Shows what a fucking this. nightmare to see him again. He's in a lot of stuff. He's like a, he's an indie darling, Joshua Leonard. A bit of a filmmaker himself. I think he he slips into movies like this to pay the bills, and he's, he zoops right out and gets back on the indie train. I don't blame him. He's not a bad actor. Like I like seeing him show up. And this, he has weird teeth, Nick. Very weird demon he, teeth. He overplays the, his part. Uh, he hams it up. He is playing is Dan Hicks in this movie. Yeah, which is fine. Dead. Look, I don't mind. Do it. Yeah, you're talking about the cast. The scary shit came up in the credits when I was watching this. Very yeah. uh, aggressive credit sequence. Oh, it's very long. Very long. And the mm. thing that irritated me, that really put hairs up and got me nervous, was that they have a music supervisor. Yeah, there's some pop songs in here. It's always Here's scary. The, there must they must have been trying to pad out some time. The credits are long, and then it's short. The movie's still short. I know. Yeah, and so then there's a when the kids travel from college to uh, this island or this this lake, this property in Louisiana, wherever they are, they do this weird like fast forward car ride where they show like. Yeah. Which I've like, done, actually, quite a few times. Record my drives. You have, yeah. Time and it's lapse. just, it goes on for, like, a, bu- a few minutes. And, and I'm they like, do yeah. that again when they arrive at the, the house. Yeah. Fast. I mean, no one, we want to see sharks, David R. Ellis, you know? We want to see shark action. I think we do. We think we do. Anyway, this is a movie, a rare movie, where the sharks aren't necessarily the, the main bad guys. It's and man, dude. You cannot be dissuaded watching this film from remembering that it was a three-dimensional film. It says yeah. Shark Knight 3D in the credits still, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of moments where the 3D is sort of employed, and there are a few scenes where they fucked with the color timing a little bit to try to enhance that too, to horrible effect, but we'll get there. By the way, did you know what university these kids go to? Let's hear it. Tulane University, Nick. Tulane's good. Yeah, and they're, they sh- after this movie... They changed their, they changed their catchphrases. The home of the Shark Knight kids. That's what it's known for now. Nice. Did you find yourself connecting with these people? <laughs> I guess I'm guessing by your tone, you did. No. Oh, what do you mean? You felt old? No, I don't care. I mean, I no, not. I mean, just their 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 backstory, their faces. I you know, like guy. I said, I, I can't. I connected oh, with oh. the killers. Oh, Brownwall. A little Brownwell action. I as mean as the killers get in this movie, I connected with them. No, I, I connected with. I kind of liked. Um, uh, don't even. Don't piss me off. What, what do you think I'm gonna say? I think you're gonna 
pissed me off. I kind of like the guy, and I had never like I never seen an actor before. Cinco Walls, I guess that's how you say his I, I, name. Played sucks. Malik. Sucks. He uh, he's quite a journey in this film. <laughs> <laughs> he has to run the gamut of, like he commits suicide by shark later, which is just very interesting. So to let's me. let's do okay for okay yeah let's do this. Uh, a surprising passing grade, convincing a friend to go on a trip, thinking about proposing to his love, uh-huh. doing crazy skiing stunts. Losing a limb, gaining consciousness and uh, ag- aggression, mm-hmm. taking the fight to a shark, winning. Yeah, punches a shark. Punches a shark, and then kills it. Uh, kills it with a with a spear, and then off to his supposed rescue uh, to the hospital. You, like you said, commits his own d- death. He decides that he's gonna. He's he must be slowing down the sea dew or whatever the hell it is. So he'll just fall off into the shark's mouth. That's not what I. That's not what I got from it. I know he says a line that's like, "I won't let this happen to you too, or whatever. Yeah. But he's he's given up. His his. How did it work? It perfect. Did he save his friend? He didn't. So anyway, that's that. We fast forward through his character. He gets a I lot mean, of lots to do in this. Joel David Moore's character basically is uh, that friend who tries to make you feel bad about not being aggressive sexually, and the one who guilts you into missing your work by forcing you to play a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's very strange. He, that's he's kind of character. the geek, the geek character that women don't pay attention to. But he also has, he also has all sorts of romantic advice for the main character played by Dustin Milligan, who is in love or in lust, has a crush on Sarah Paxson's character, who is the the woman, the girl that's who connected is the to the empty this. suit at the in the starring role of this movie. She is, I think, a charismatic actress. She's pretty in this. I don't know. Yeah, she doesn't get too much to do. It's like an no actress golem that they haven't forgot. They forgot to cast a spell to fill it with a personality. Ellis just wants to shoot her in a bikini the whole time. That's but what she's his... not curvy. She's very skinny and frail looking. There's she's... a curvy tattooed girl that gets a lot of ogling too. Catherine McPhee. Yeah. yeah, and then she so... dies in a very like uh, she dies by dick shaped sharks. <laughs> so obviously, this movie written and directed by men, punishing her character for being. Um, sexually uh, liberated, I guess. But, but the Sarah character Pat- who definitely gets the, the most uh, of, a, of a role is Maya, who is the, the soon-to-be-proposed-to, mm-hmm. who her entire role in this film is to cheer on her 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 water-skiing her boyfriend, boyfriend. Yep. Mm-hmm. and then to get destroyed. She gets eaten, uh, swallowed whole. Here's the thing about Maya, though is that she gets proposed to first by a shark. He doesn't get to. <laughs> anyway, we, we've been skipping around. They get This movie kind of starts out like Cabin in the Woods. Did you notice that? Which Cabin in the Woods you know, kind of skewered this car ride to the evil location, right? And the kids stop at a gas station, uh, just like Cabin in the Woods. And, like, and many um, other horror movies. And many, many other films where they, they gather snacks. They find out this is the last chance. By the way, you, what, you know what may be the template for this? Deliverance. I thought it was going to be Midsummer for a second. I thought Sarah Paxton's character was going to be in on this. No, but the thing is, you think about no, Deliverance. I mean, not, you know, Midsummer, Deliverance they, has a bunch of people yeah. going on a trip to a, a place that they don't know. They interact with people at the local store. Sure. Cause a little static. And then things go perfectly fine for the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Deliverance is a fucking Friday the 13th movie. Deliverance has sharks, right? Am I thinking of the right movie? You're not. I know. Burt Reynolds. Same thing. Sharky. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they they uh, they find out here. This is the last chance to use cell phones. 
ain't no cell phone towers out where we going. Thank you. And unfortunately for them, also, they didn't invent landlines out that way either. They're completely cut off when the shark shenanigans start to happen. You um, aren't lying. They go to Lake Crosby, Nick. La- that's where Dennis Krim lives. Dennis Krim, one of the bad guys, yeah, from Krim Diving or whatever, right? Is that he has a- And the funny thing is, I didn't know that was his name. The first time I watched the movie, I thought it was like for I thought it was Crime Divers and the shark ate the E on the shirt. <laughs> it's Krim Diving or something there, Krim yeah. Divers. And I love that. That's a good shirt. That'd be a good shirt to have. I wonder if the actor got to keep it. It may make its um, way to your island. Who knows? Yeah, and so Sarah Paxton plays Sarah Palski. They're going to her very beautiful house. No parents there. You know, our friends no. are just slide right into that place. You know, they 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 first they they get to it by boat. This very beautiful house, and then it's in the middle of this lake, I guess. And then Donald Logue, the town sheriff, chases them. And so they, you know, Sarah Paxton's gunning this boat. He's got the police lights on in his police boat, chasing them. The friends are like, "Slow down, Sarah! This it's." The cops are going to arrest us, but it's just a game being played by old acquaintances. Right. And Donald Lowe grabs the brewski from the kids. Two. And two of them, and he just gives them, he's like, hey, guys, have fun here. Psst, by the way, I'm the bad guy, and I control some sharks. In the, But he doesn't say he, that yet. He, he's not the bad. He's one of the bad guys, but he ain't the worst guy. Kind of redeems himself at the end of my eyes, I have to say. <laughs> he has some good lines of dialogue. He does. He, he has. He really does. That that scene features way By more the way, than the film deserves. They introduce their friends very uh, lightly in, in, the, in the college, and one of their friends is this very vain, uh, you know, person who does some nude modeling, and he's introduced with his uh, fully, you know, his backside out to us, and he gives it a, he, he does a little wink with his butt cheek. Yeah, Did you he, notice he that? Gives, yeah, he gives a little a little treat for the girl doing the painting. Gives he kind of winks his does a little shake. That's butt cheek butt cheek control, man. Nice. And then they make fun of him the whole time because remember he spray tans his crotch and he does, but he doesn't do anything else in the film really to deserve much scorn. Nobody really does. Let's hear it. Nobody does. I don't oh, think. Oh, okay. So they said no, but he does. But you said nobody mm-hmm. does. Okay. No, but they have. Um, uh, even two of the characters that get kind of dragged out in the lake and, and, and murdered, they get these kind of elongated deaths and scary deaths. I didn't like it, Nick. I thought the characters were likable enough. I didn't want to see that happen to them. I was hoping that they would, you know, escape the clutches Now, David from Ellis, the shark fins. The, uh, yeah. the highway sequence in Final Destination 2 is a, is a masterpiece. Of know, kinetic gross. mayhem gross. and destruction. This is a PG-13 movie, so there are a lot of situations where it's about to be, if you let your imagination work, but it could have been a really gory movie. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff that's implied that's terrifying and gross, but it made me a little sad that it wasn't able to take it to the next level because he's proven uh, that he could do that kind of wacky shit. And this yeah. film would have certainly benefited from it. So Joel David Moore tells his is encouraging his shy friend to get Sarah Paxton's character drunk because she's not going to let you tickle her private sober. That's what he says. Yeah. So he says, and and this is a character I end up like feeling bad for, even though he says shit like that. What do you think of when he's playing? Um, they play some kind of weird beer pong. Beer pong thing. on a floating thing. On a floaty. See, that's where he's he's trying. He's uh he's flirting with that girl. Make work. Yeah. Yeah. But at well, least he's, he's not nerdy in that scene. He's just he's confident, you know. Yeah. He's, he's mm-hmm. not he's not going to win. But no, it's fine. 
you know they're trying to they're trying to give these guys some precious moments before they're decimated. There's a dog there, which they use as a yeah MacGuffin. Is it Pip? Is the dog's name Pippet? Is that? <laughs> got a they do have name. some Jaws references in this movie, of course. By the way, during that police boat chase, the song "Teenage Blood" by Apex Manor plays. Nick, I just thought oh I'd zoom God. in real quick. You might want to download that that one from iTunes or whatever. Does that still exist? Apple Music, I, I guess, right? Ellis Perving, he's in <laughs> perv mode, like at the beginning of this a lot. Oh, I thought that was the name of one of the characters from Time Bandits. Mm-mm. This camera, he got the camera all up in. Yeah, I mean, the, he the shows two- men as well. Like he doesn't. There's a lot of sexy boys as well. Not a lot. I mean, they're good-looking guys and they're muscular. Good-looking guys for sure. Yeah. And they're show- um, showing their curves. But you know, like for example, two of the two of the friends walk into the house. The first thing they do is they take their tops off. You know, backs to us, of course, but they still do it. I mean, he's pervin. He's PG thirteen pervin. Well, the first scene, the girls sit on the toilet and the, and the, the cashier is mm-hmm. eavesdropping on them. He's watching them, yeah, in the yeah. bathroom, in the in the bait shop, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which um, made me wonder: Does do you think that happens? Never. You think there's people like that at, at a convenience store or whatever that have the bathrooms cameraed? I mean, of course, I'm sure. Uh, that's trouble. People gotta, do that kind of re- stuff. I gotta rethink some shit. Anyway, so one of the friends says it's gonna be a good weekend. I gotta zoom in real quick. No, not gonna be a good weekend, Nick. It's not going to be a good weekend for any of them. It's going to be a good weekend for the sharks that they don't know about yet. But then it's g- not even going to be a good weekend for a, a couple of the sharks. My one. Uh, oh, two of them. Two yeah, get killed, well, I think. This, yeah. That's actually a great kill. So then um, they immediately go after they put their you know luggage in this house. They go out on a speedboat or a boat, and then they're pulling Malik, who is doing these insane... Insane stuff. The stuntman doing these stained, like... Um, Water skiing tricks or whatever. What is and it? And the like thing a, that blows my mind is nobody is losing their shit. Nobody. It is, looks. It's incredible. Like it, he really is flying and doing like triple somersaults in the air, landing them. And the only reason he doesn't land it is because a shark disrupts immediately and takes an arm. He's going to be a pro athlete, and this is this this weekend ends that in a big way. It levels. It levels it. We don't need any more football players. By the way, can I zoom in? Mm-hmm. Shark bites his arm off. Immediately, his arm becomes the water. The water arm, Nick. <laughs> Little reference. The funny. Do you notice the geography of this scene? They're they're out there pulling all sorts of crazy waves and driving mm-hmm. driving for miles, and they turn around and then he gets attacked. Yeah. And then they're instantly at the cabin. Well, he does it. He pulls a baller move. They can't find him, and they think he drowned. And then all of a sudden, they see him. There he is. Swam. He swam to shore, armless. In you know, 3D. Mis- a 3D uh, arm stump scene. Yeah, and then he, they, Dustin Milligan, who is, uh, you know, going to be a doctor, he starts to uh, triage or starts to whatever that, like, he starts to attend to the wound. He gets real serious, orders people around, does something then completely insane. <laughs> I'm going swimming, guys. Jumps into the lake. Everybody's like, what the actual F? He finds the arm <laughs> and brings it back. He thinks they can put it on ice and reattach within three hours. And uh, what does he see when he's getting the arm? He sees a big old shark down there, bro. <laughs> he's a CGI shark. He's super CGI shark. Yep. And he fr- he goes he goes ooh he does an underwater scream. No, he, I don't think he does. There is there's an underwater scream. There's also an underwater fuck you in this movie, which I thought was pretty great. Is it by Sarah Paxson? She does it the is. double middle finger, I think. Yeah. So yeah, his arm is a terrible thing, and they have they've put him in a, a room, mm-hmm. and. 
the uh, this boat shows up. They fire a flare, not as poorly as Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. And this boat shows up, and lo and behold, it is Dennis Krim and Joshua Leonard with the uh, with the murder teeth. Yeah, and they had met these guys at the bait shop, and they had gotten, Red. I think his name was Red. Yeah, and they got them. They kind of got into it. Some of the um, there's some dick swinging that happens, and Sarah Paxton settles it down. But this turns out, yeah. So these guys, they're like pretend to be concerned. They go, "We're gonna take. We're gonna go get help." And because Dustin Mogan says we can't move the shark attack victim the two of the friends are like let's we want to get out of here you know we're scared now and so they take two of the friends out with them to go get help because there's somehow no landlines in the house i don't understand that how there's not a phone you're going to probably have to come to terms with that right now i don't get it i know cell phones aren't working but get a phone in there you know how about internet yes the, internet the, out the there? thing the thing that was impressive they have their own gas pump on their dock they that do. is a luxury that's a luxury to have your own gas pump right there on your dock. They do. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't have it for long. It's the least realistic thing about the movie. By the way, what what's the name of the boat? I think Jambalaya. Either the, either the bad guy. There's a boat called the Jambalaya, and there's a boat called Epic. Nice. What ultimately happens is two of the characters go off with those two on the Jambalaya. Oh well, we missed the whole part where Maya gets eaten. So they they do have a boat, and they're going to use that boat to get help. Maya falls out the boat. Because they 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 are like they what they got everybody kind of heading out. She falls off, gets eaten, and then they lose control of the boat. They jump out before it plows into the gas thing and blows it up, like the gas pump, yeah. right? So they they lose their boat. But this is the bad guy boat comes to help them. You don't know the yeah, bad guy. Yeah, but Maya is instantly dead, and the the wedding is 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 uh, in in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they take Joel David Moore and McPhee off to, off to go get a doctor, mm-hmm. sure. theoretically. And Mr. Our Boy wakes up. He's, he's, he's like, man, I feel like I have less hands. Um, you know, I, I hope I don't die, but I, I want to know what Maya would have said if I proposed to her. And our boy, yeah. the, the uh, sexy model, tries not to get him upset, mm-hmm. tries to keep him from finding out. But he looks in those eyes, and, and it's unmistakable because he has yeah. that Maya got eaten by a shark look all over him. I don't know, is the shark went down on her? Is that how he breaks it to her? To him? <laughs> anyway, so the, the thing is, yeah, he's sad about that. He wakes up from a coma, is dealing with the loss of a limb. Wait a minute. Is he sad? He's sad about losing his arm and his love? Well, he tells the person later, she's the only part of me I couldn't lose. Which is a I got lie. news for you. Yeah. I got news for you, yeah. I got plenty of news for you. And so then he decides he's going to go, I'm going to go haul off on a shark. I'm going to punch a, I'm going to punch a bee. Yeah. I'm gonna go kill the shark that did this, and so he, he, he has like a little makeshift spear, and he, he wades out there. His arms bleeding. Um, Which one? <laughs> and the shark smells it. The shark's like all thrilled. He's like, "Oh, I like it. someone put a little spice in the water." He starts swimming towards him. His friends are like, you know, they eventually have to help him. They all three kind of help kill this little hammerhead shark that obviously didn't do it. That ain't the shark that's causing the mayhem. Hammerhead shark should never be the villain in anything. It's got a little sweet. mouth. Yeah. It's gonna take a, it's gonna take a bit of hair, maybe. And they got a confused face. Now they've been known to hurt a person from time to time. Did they kill people? Very. I mean, so rarely. Not even. Yeah. You know, and nobody good. But they kill the hammerhead shark and they drag it onto a beach and it looks very rubbery. It does not look. I don't think they had a real dead hammerhead shark. I think they, that they must they have did. made this one. And this is when Donald Logue shows out. 
He does, yeah. He shows up, too. He, and he's like, hey, guys, want some soup? Want some soup? I got soup. You guys well, want okay, some soup? Well, okay, so does he show up? Uh, he shows up after Buff Guy decides to take Malik to safety on a jet ski. And that, I mean, that goes well. I mean, I'm mixing well. it all up. That yeah. goes well. So this scene is the most irritating scene in the movie to me because the, the day-for-night photography is scorchingly bad. Mm-hmm. It's a cool scene, like, sort of, because... They're on the jet ski, and Malik's facing back, and our buff guy's facing front. Malik sees the, the, the disturbance in the water that indicates a shark is on the prowl, mm-hmm. and it's following their ass. And then he's, like, sort of getting drunk-looking, and he's lost the will to live. You know, he's going to Padme himself right into that water. And he leans over into his graveyard, and the, gets devoured as fuck. Not right. too far away from where Maya spread her legs for the last time. <laughs> and... Um. Our boy turns around on the jet ski. And he sees what's happening to Malik and says, fuck this, I'm out of here. And then what happens to him? Well, he circles back, but then he sees there's a fin in the water. So he's, he tries to zoom away, and he th- he, he's, like, doing pretty good. He, he, he hits the throttle or whatever that thing is. He's zooming out of there, and then a shark jumps out of the water and and just perfectly bites his, his, him off of the sea dew. It's a cool scene. swallows him in half. The thing that blows my mind is... The entire time he is going scorching down the pavement of the mm-hmm. river on that jet ski, to the left and to the right are plenty of places he could just ride right onto the bank and yeah. be safe for the rest of his life. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like he's worried about snakes or something. <laughs> it's kind of gross. An know? instant success awaits him in both directions. And he's, yeah, forget it. He's trying to get to civilization, though. That's the thing. He's trying to get help. And you meanwhile, know, that's why at the same time, yeah. the folks on the boat are finding out that Maybe Dennis Krim is not the savior. Hmm. Because they're they're staring at them pretty weird. They got the dog and they toss the dog overboard, which is sad to the dog, but not really because the dog is the only survivor. It starts to get ominous movie. out there. There's a gun pulled. They're like, "What's happening? Why are you guys doing this? We need help." And they're like, they're kind of doing their little evil smirks and laughs. And they have a little device that's supposed to keep sharks away from their boat. They turn it off. So then right. the sharks will come head. And Joel David Moore is trying his best to keep the peace, but it's and then he realizes, uh, uh-uh. he realizes he's not a leading man in a in a very a very harsh way here. He actually has a nice little like he gets shot off the boat in the shoulder because he's trying to reason with the bad guys. So then he actually there's a shark in the water and he swims. He makes it to like this little cropping of trees, like kind of these, he, he, these like he made it. lake trees. He climbs up it and then another jumping shark comes and. Sp- Bites him off the tree. Sharks are jumpy in this movie, Nick. Big time. And then, now, of course, of course Cap- yeah. if you've watched those documentaries of them taking mm-hmm. the seals out, hang time for days. Yeah, they do jump, huh? Yeah. So Catherine McPhee, then they explain that there's a, a lot of species of sharks, and they have this new shark called the Cookie Carter sh- Shark. It's not a new shark, it's real. New shark to them. I mean, oh, it's okay. like they haven't really, they haven't killed anybody with this one yet. And so there's a little cage that they, they th- they're going to throw her into. They first throw some, like, beef into it or something, and the little shark fish, little snake fish eat it, snake sharks, whatever the hell they are. And then they do that to her, and she gets destroyed. And I didn't like scene, it. It bothered me because we, at this point we find out that they're recording this on video for one purpose or another. We right. haven't found out the full extent of the story at this stage of the movie, but mm. they're recording on a video, and it took me out of the movie that they didn't make her strip all the way down. And I'm well, not saying this because I wanted to necessarily see what was there. I just am saying 
these guys are are murdering people on on camera, right? And and selling it on the black market to these depraved individuals. And when they have her stripped down to her bikini, oh, I see. It, it just rings hollow to me because of course you're going to get her naked and he, make uh, it as sensational the, as possible. The one character is protecting her. He still is going to murder her, but he's protecting her against the creepier Joshua Leonard character. Leonard character that wants to abuse her before she dies. I don't get that. And he's like, look, I'm going to be the good guy here. Let's just outright murder her on video. <laughs> That's happening. Uh, all this is happening, but we find a back about there's They drop a backstory into this movie that is insane. Okay. It's amazing. It's a reason that the reason that Sarah Paxson's character left this place and hasn't been back. She was dating Dennis Krim, one of the bad guys here. And it looks like Casper Van Dien, by the way. Yeah. Very handsome actor. It has a little facial deformity that they explain in this backstory. What happens is they were going hot and heavy all summer long. And then she's like, I'm going to college. He gets sad sack about it. They go diving. And she all of a sudden finds that when they're snorkeling or diving or whatever, uh, you know, she can't breathe. Her oxygen's out. And she motions to him, hey, I need oxygen. And he just leaves her. Because he was obviously trying to kill her. Trying to kill her, right? So then she somehow makes it from the bottom of the lake. I don't know how much jeopardy she was actually in it at all. She makes it to the boat and she starts it. He gets, he's behind it. His face gets caught in the propeller. <laughs> and then she feels so bad about it. She just immediately leaves town and never comes back. Well, she takes him to the hospital and then never comes back. That's what that's what it is. Yeah, she takes him to the hospital. So yeah, he's pissed off that his face is chewed out. He still looks kind of good though. Yes, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, now he's selling murders by shark. Now I don't understand. It's a saltwater lake. We've established right. that. And their their conceit is that maybe when the storms happen, the hurricanes, they the, they release the uh, water flow so that the what's the, the water can mingle with the water that's coming in from the Gulf or whatever. But I think what's really happening is these boys are going to get the sharks and bringing them over because they're fishermen. Um. Chris Carmack is the actor's name, Dennis Krim. He actually also has a verse in the Shark Bite video. He sings like this heavy metal thing that's on a weird echo effect or like a weird. Oh, he sings effect. in it, yeah. Chris Carmack in here. Yeah, didn't he work on Mortal Kombat or something? Different one? Did he? So Donald Logue shows up, sees Hamhead on the on the shore and, and finds that peculiar. And all that's left is our two like our two young leads and the dog. Mm-hmm. No, the dogs with the others. And to Are his two, credit, all this, all this insanity is breaking out. My man's still trying to flirt. He's still trying to flirt with Sarah Paxton the whole time. Do you think so? Oh, oh yeah. not Logue. You, you mean our other guy? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Even though all his friends are dying, and then there's like shark, and everybody's panicking, and they're in a remote area and scared. He's still trying to work some charm. We've all flirt with the, flirt with this, this this hottie. Anyway, so yeah, Donald Logue shows up. He's like, guys, I got hot soup. And please enjoy the hot soup I brought while we uh, figure out what to do. What happens, Nick, with that hot soup? He drugs uh, a boy and a dog. Yeah, Sarah Pax is not in the mood for soup. That's right, the dog swam home. That's so fucking weird. And she doesn't, and he's, she has to go get him get some stuff together. And, he, and Donald Logue pours a drink for the longest time a drink's ever been poured. Mm-hmm. She notices, A, the spilled soup container with the dog sleeping, and B, the walkie-talkie with the murderers talking on it. Right. She grabs a knife, but Dennis Krim is too fast, man. I know he's he's got the back. He, he almost yeah. She almost gets it. so then yeah. This is when the movie starts to wrap up. Not before Donald Logue drops some sweet knowledge about tiger sharks. 
sharks, which you, I'm sure, already knew. Yeah, and actually, he, I saw this in the trivia, but I saw it when I was watching the movie, and I'm glad they mentioned it. What? Because they, they, they use sand tiger sharks in, the, in that sequence, and they're harmless. So tiger sharks, he said, they're also known as requiems, which I didn't know. Requin, like in the movie called the Oh, Requin. I thought he said requiems. Requin. Requin. Just like that movie called The Requin. That's another one that we could have done if we did John Timber. He doesn't say requiems? I thought he said that. You zoomed in so hard. Um, then he, this is when Donald Logue says, hey. I'm turning we've the been, charm on for the rest cause, of the Because they did, under that hammerhead shark they, they killed, there was a camera that was screwed to it. Of course. Which is very strange. They're like, what the hell? Why is a camera screwed to the undercarriage of the shark? Donald Logue reveals that they've been recording these shark attacks, these POV shark attacks, and uh, selling the tapes. Now, I don't know how good that footage is. It's not like it's a GoPro from the shallows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Dennis Krim takes her to put her in a cage, and Donald Logue is going to hang our boy over a a hole, like Mm -hmm. in in the dock to feed to a creep. Right, he's got him strapped to a chair, hanging him over a hole. And this hole, is where he yeah. turns on the charm in a big way. Donald, Donald Logue does, yeah. Because we find out a super zoom from him that those cameras that they're using on the sharks is the same cameras they used in March of the Penguins, which I thought was a delight to hear from him, from the killer. Yeah, it's great. Movie. And then he uh, he dips. Dustin Milliken's character in the water and, and there's the sharks in there then he pulls him out real quick to torture him like he's kind of building up to the death but he does take a request because he likes heavy metal music Donald Logue says and he, and he says even though any, he's any using requests. a not official version of Round and Round by Rat right it's a weird cover of it and what's the what is our hero well he asked for Guns N' Roses right which Donald Logue responds how he says uh what does he say? It's very funny what he says. He goes, you're making me love you. Like yeah. what he says. <laughs> he also says that he's beating some weird-ass odds by getting killed by a shark, which I thought was cute. Because he's like, you're more likely to get killed by whatever. And he goes, so yeah. you're beating some weird-ass odds. It was kind of a cute line. I don't know. Why don't they play Great White in that scene? You know, that would have been a fun, like, I don't think Easter you should egg. play Great White in a scene where somebody gets killed by fire. He doesn't get killed by fire. Donald Logue. Gets he gets fire on him. He gets, he gets seen by sharks. Then, yeah, but you're too, right. I guess that that would be soon. a horrible taste. Yeah, or amazing. Anyway, so Dustin Milligan Houdini's out of this this chair that he's strapped to. He has a he has a uh, a lighter with him, and he burns the rope or he burns whatever. He gets out of it, and then he and I guess what some oil was on the deck, and he he kicks over fuel during the struggle. And then yeah, while that's what it was. He tells yeah. Donald Logue to go put some guns roses on, and while he's got his back to me, he throws the match onto the fuel, and Donald lights Logue Donald Logue on fire, who has to then become jump Max Katie for a short while. Mm-hmm. And there's there's them sharks in them waters, and it takes two, put himself two, out. two submerges mm-hmm. to kill off Mister Logue, which good for him. Yeah, he gets a couple he of appearances. It, Very cute. I didn't want him to die. No, and then Krim and his associate are dealing with our girl. Yeah, she's in a cage. You're gonna put her away. To the the the, uh, the the strange guy that we never meet again has released the great white shark across yeah. town, and they have an interaction where she uh, she tries to make him feel like she still cares for him. He, she steals a gun. He steals it back. It's dumb. Okay, because our boy shows up and tries to be a hero, and it goes relatively poorly. The red gets destroyed, but the, she's in that shark tank or that shark cage in the water, and Dennis Krim. Throws an entire bucket of blood directly onto her face, which I thought was delightful. 
Chum throws chum all right, over. Right, but right in the chops. Like she's yeah, he nails her. All right, what's that yeah. actress's name? Sarah Paxton. She takes an entire bucket of chum to the chops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she does. And the sh- that drives that's like catnip to a shark, right? So the shark's going nuts. It's like shark nip. And you know, we got Ella still getting some ass shots during the scene, of course. Can't not. But yeah, the sh- the, the, just to fast forward, Milligan gets on the ship, starts creating havoc for everybody. People are dumped in the water. Shark comes up. People are getting killed. Bad guys are getting killed, but the good guys are not. Except at the very end, when they're celebrating, there's a final jump. Like, you're on a boat, and this, char- this well, shark there, jumps there, at the, the camera. The weird thing is, because the second time I wanted to pay real good attention to that, because mm-hmm. they're crouched on the boat. Sure. And the camera zooms out pretty far away from the boat, and the shark begins its jump. There's no way it's reaching that boat from that jump. Okay, good. I'm glad you settled this. Yeah. Did we need that? <sighs> They don't. The movie doesn't have an ending, so they want it to end with, like with a little jump scare. I guess. I guess they didn't want the two characters to be happy forever. You know. They, they wanted people to remember they had 3D glasses on, and here's one more treat. Kind of like the end of Piranha 3D. Glad you remember it. It's a junker movie, but there's some. It's ambitious in some ways. How? Just by the the hodgepodge of shit they throw together. The idea of people. Rank, yeah. There's like five different species of sharks. That doesn't happen in these movies typically. Right. There's the whole. <laughs> Bayou serial killer thing. There's some, you know, the, the, there's some ridiculous shit. And, it, and I mean, David Ellis is act, it was a great second unit director for a long time and a solid horror director. It, you know, I mean, it's piss and shit in a bag. So the dog does survive in this film, by the, the way. Only, yeah. And, and, and as Dustin Milligan rescues Sarah Pax and is, is, and is um, swimming her to the boat, the sh- dog Sherming is, is helping as well. And there's a shot of uh, the dog with its paw on her hand <laughs> yep, in the water. Dra- it's dragging which, her. <laughs> which is incredible. It is dragging her. And there's a scene where it leaps onto the boat mysteriously. Because yep. they needed a ladder. And it's a pretty mm. substantial climb up. That dog just leaps into the boat from the sea. Boat's a fucking no match for that pup. <laughs> now, McPhee had some pretty badass tats on her body. Around her yeah, butt. Yeah, she did. On her bod and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's your turn to try to do a little bit of the same. You got to put some on your person to evoke uh, Shark Night 3D. I usually don't do this, but I am going to take the iconic image from this film that everybody remembers, and and then tattoo that on my shoulder. Okay. Which is the knocked over thermos with spoo- spilled soup out of it, spilled drug soup out of it on the kitchen floor. A couple of noodles in there. So I'm going to tattoo that, and then I'm going to and just in the corner a little bit instead of a human character, I'm going to have a. A shark kind of standing up like a human, disappointed, like with a disappointed look, off, you know, like fins folded over each other, because it's disappointed that they would resort to this. It's unfair to drug characters, you know. They they want they want more of a, you know, what I'm saying, a fair fight. That's right. my, that's my implication. What do you think? It's a little bit it's, meta, I guess. Works though. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Shark has shades, of course. <laughs> Is this the only shark movie we've done with drug soup? Can you think? Just take yeah. some time. If some random cop, like, person offered you soup, would you ever drink it? No, but holy shit, I just thought about this. Yeti fucked up thermoses. There's no more thermoses anymore. Everything's Yeti shit. The thermos brand is taking a huge hit. I don't think so. I think there's probably thermoses out there. Kids having their lunch, right? Don't people, you don't think they still have thermoses? I'm, I'm a, well, in my adult life, gun to head, I don't know if I can name the last time a thermos touched me out. So I've got a similar tat, beautiful tapestry on the on my side of the sea bottom with my leek's arm 
just stretched out on the on the seafloor. Murky as shit, little greenish hue. And then I've got what looks like time lapse of the thumb just going from thumbs up. Kind nice. of like a little review of this movie from a league severed arm. Slow motion, like a little time lapse of that sure, thumb man. thumbing up. That's amazing. So, so that when I interact with somebody, they'll know exactly what movie I'm paying homage to. You got a yeah. severed arm on your side. Oh, is that? Wait, that's Malik. Never mind. You're good. Movie's over. Credits have rolled. But lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. Little extra scene. What you adding? That's a good question. The extra scene is Dustin. You know, the cops have come. They've 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 interviewed our heroes, and then their cart. You see them taking Malik's arm and putting it in an ambulance. You know, with a little you know in a little body bag, and then the. Then they do the little time lapse thing. They they take it to a lab, and then doctor pulls out this says thank you to the to the to the ambulance people and takes takes the arm and now the work he says now the work's be- is beginning and they start to clone Malik. <laughs> they try to clone Malik from the arm. Maybe they make a mistake and they clone a half shark, half Malik or something. You know, <laughs> a shark with an arm. And then you know on Discover Channel they have Shark Malik. <laughs> So Shark, Shark, Week, Shark Week does get referenced in this It does, sure does. There's a huge investigation into this fiasco, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that hammerhead cartilage has sort of like leaked out to sea, so it's kind of gone. And there's no real, there's no bodies of sharks and stuff, so they don't really know that the sharks happen, really. There's a suspicion. Kind of everything is a dead end. Ultimately, the cops decide it was a suicide pact between these teenagers after her troublesome time in the colony in the past and... They just write it off as a huge suicide pact, a very elaborate scheme by young teenagers. But there's one cop who's not buying it because he noticed that Donald Logue's character had had some odd behavior. I'm not buying it. This was no suicide pact. I'm convinced this is the work of a dragon. You know, this movie ends with a guy basically determining that it's a dragon. I like it. Very HBO these days. Look, there's not enough. There's not enough dragon attack movies. We barely get any of those. But yeah, I, I, I like it. Convinced there's a dragon. All right. What's next? Uh, look, the movies, you've been greenlit, man. you got a sequel coming. How do you spend that hard-earned? I mean, this, the only thing you can do is that the suppliers are gone. The supply is gone. The snuff, the shark snuff films, there's no more. What? What happened to them? So the people that have been buying the supply and selling it out to these horrible people, they come they come a-looking. They come to investigate. they we got to see where the product is. We need this stuff. And so they come, and it's just about them. Strong arm in the town, you know. Every once in a while, tripping into the lake, getting eaten by a shark, the bad guys themselves, you know. Then, like, as their friend, they're like, "Oh no, you know, Gordon's getting eaten," and they're freaking out. They're like, "Pull out your cell phone though and record it, because we do need the footage," yeah. you know, that kind of thing. I think that's, yeah, we'd find the next level of the shark crime chain. What do you think? It's necessary. It's called Shark Business 3D. <laughs> okay, I'm glad it's in 3D. Yeah. Mine's sort of uh, melancholy. The remains of of uh, Malik and Maya are in the same shark's tummy. Oh, man, that's nice. And sort of conscious. Sure. Oh, yeah? Sort of alive still. They're, drown- they're drowning a little bit and they're bleeding, but they're still sort of conscious. And they're all destroyed and gross and shitty. But he still has that ring, like, on his good. And he's... Uh, the, the majority of the film is, is them wordlessly communicating in the stomach. Every once in a while, you know, maybe some pieces float by or maybe some uh, a license plate, whatever. You know, there's always interaction with various debris that this beast is consuming. But finally, Malik, before his body succumbs completely to the icy embrace of the afterworld, is able to mumble out, will you, 
marry me. And Maya looks and notices he has no knees, therefore is not on bended knee, and yeah. tells him, I'm a traditionalist, go fuck yourself. Oh, no. You did not get on one knee and, and propose to me. This is not happening. And uh, he passes away, and then in a huge twist, she's fine. Punches her way through the gill and goes off to fall in love with another person that's not that's also wow, she completely it, huh? ravaged by the body. It's I mean, awesome. she's missing most of her hair and skin and bone. Sure. Yeah, but she still got she still got it, you know. She still got that sparkle in her remaining eye. That come hither. Sure. Thing oh yeah. On. And yeah. she's in hot pursuit for a new well, a new yeah, uh, boyfriend. Uh, newly yeah. single, you know. When they well, say good news to her. Good news for her. They're cloning Malik. They're cloning him. He's gonna have his knees back. That's. We need to tie this. Yeah, we need to build the extended universe ASAP. Yeah, it's done. All right, look, you're in the movie, man. You've been added to mm-hmm. the running time of Shark Night. What shape does your performance take? I'm part of the business. Remember, when I was talking about the business, like mm-hmm. the the people that they sell these tapes to. I'm one of the. My name's um. What's a good name for like a bad guy? Like you help me out. You're good with names. No. Howard Flange or something, right? And so I come to town, and as all this man, I come and I just, you know, I talk to Donald Logue. I'm like, I'm good, man. He's like, we haven't gotten anything yet. We haven't gotten any footage of the, we got these guys, we got these lined up, we got, you know, hot deaths coming. I was like, I'm good. You got what I need. I need all of the dog close calls with the sharks, and you got plenty of that already. I'm here to collect. I like the close calls. The, the puppy, the dog close calls. I'm here. I'm good. I high-five Donald Logue grab my series of tapes you know what i'm saying yeah and they're like well are you, are you interested in this one of the characters did get an arm ripped off no and we do have a couple dog deaths not interested <laughs> i want to see them survive i want to see them close i want to close calls that's that's my and they're like do you sell these i'm like no nope. private collection it's a miracle our characters don't meet because i am yeah one of the big time consumers of their product huge fan oh huge wow fan yeah. of, their, of their content but not a fan of the price so I have formed a committee of guys to undercut some hackers and stuff to intercept the transmissions and route it to where we can be like Joe Blow and put our watermark on it, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And make it ours, sell it at a discounted rate. Oh, my God. You're pirating shark snuff films. Yeah. And I just, I'm, 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 I'm taking the middleman out and I'm just making it count. But the problem is I love this. I love this material. So there's a, I'm conflicted because I don't want mm-hmm. them to fail to where they're not going to get me, you know, riveted and raging out. Mm-hmm. But but I need them to, to, to keep me in business. So it's a very strange yeah. thing where I am consuming their media and loving it, but also stealing it at the same time and redistributing it like Joe Blow does with movie trailers. Right. I mean, ultimately, when the spigot comes dry, my guy basically realizes that life doesn't have the same sheen and I create a loop tape of all the, the, the snuffs they manage to get through the system and I shred myself into affinity. Take yourself out, huh? Cause I no more shred, coming. I, yeah, I, I mm. shred myself until, until there's no more time in the world. Now, I am a my character is a you know he loves these these close calls these animal close calls and um an idea was presented to him that they could hack in and get and he's he would never do it i would never steal steal from anyone i have i have a moral code and i'll pay full price for this it's important the, these these guys you know they they got to eat and uh, i do everything legit you know what i'm saying i'm not like your character you know if your character wanted to be a really good person they can go to a kill shelter and just rescue the dogs right before they go in the back i always bring a couple with me to stock the lake you know i mean but if you want to prevent a, you know 
a, a dog close call, maybe go adopt a dog right before they kill it, and then you're you know, you're solving two problems. I'm just saying, yeah, I I rub chum all over the dog's coat and fling it into the lake, <laughs> but I want a close call. I don't want them to die. Okay, you know? fair enough. <laughs> I'm a good person. Look, you've been given the finance to have your own business associated with Shark Night 3D. How you spending that hard earns? I mean, I can only think of one thing to do is take the Shark Night death tour and just visit all the locations where the characters died and say, please pay respects to the fallen cast members. This is where Beth fell. This is where Malik got his arm ripped off. Yeah. You know, this is where Dennis Krim <laughs> found his forever home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> By the way, when that, when that kid shoots that shark through the side of the face is great. That is good. It's great. It's a good shark death, yeah. So my business is called College Chums. Nice. So what I've done is I've taken all the refusals from the lake, skimmed all mm-hmm. the refusals out, the scattereds. Okay. The remainders. What does that mean? Maya's left eye, you know. <laughs> I've got Crim's Crim. You know, sure. I've got Malik's almost everything. And I've skimmed the lake profusely, and I've gathered these up, and I'm selling these, you know, lip here, a nape there, tricep here, an eye tooth. And I muddle it up, and I create the perfect fish attractant. I mix even a little bit of liver oil in there. And college chums, so, so fishermen, when they hit the lake, there's, there's about 60 Tupperware containers filled with college chum. And then they look, and there's these, these, these matte black, there's six matte black containers. Sure. And they're like, what's that? I said, that's not, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. And no, I'm rich. It's like, well, that's, that's what I call only the dicks. That's, that's only the dicks. And I milk it for all it's worth and load it out. <laughs> okay. um, you have to incorporate a little bit of shark night into every day. Hmm. You to make a mantra, ritual, Might not sort. do it. We have to, huh? Mm-hmm. Mine's easy. Hmm. You okay? This movie teaches me to expect the unexpected. I mean, you're not expecting to see the sharks of the sea in the lake. Okay. Where you think you're safe. You think the worst thing you might run into is the Lake Amoeba or maybe a alligator. So I've learned from Shark Night 3D to expect the unexpected. If I'm in a lake, I'm going to assume there's going to be a shark show up. I'm in a of course. I'm in a pond. I am. I might, my shit's on a swivel that an abalone may show up. You yes. know, I may have mm-hmm. to. I may have to dodge an urchin of some sort. If I'm deep sea fishing, I might run into a lamb. I just got to be prepared for that. And this movie has kind of helped me. You know, maybe I'm in outer space. I might have to run into a hottie holding a sandwich. You know, this movie's gotten me there. And I'm able to meditate on that and understand that never underestimate the power of reality. It's deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to incorporate this. Like, this is something that I feel like people don't do enough. So people name boats, right? Like, they name, like, in this boat, we mentioned that one one of the boats is called the Jambalaya. One of them is called the Epic. But, you know, I don't have a boat, do you? I wish. You have a boat. But I do have a car. And so I, I'm going to, on the back of my car, I'm going to put a, put a name on it. You know, like, just like, I don't, do people do that very much? Like, kind of name their cars, like, as if they were boats? Like, give their... Of course. Bessie is a very mark. famous name. Bessie, right? But do you ever see it, like, hand-painted on the back? Like, you know, I've named my vehicle? Like, very for rarely. example, I would, I would stencil Dr. Christmas Jones or something on the back of mine. Right. From the best. So I'm going to think of a name for my car, scooter, something, and just put it on the back of, you know, and stencil on the back of my 
my car, just like a boat would, nice. right? Jaws had a what was the boat from Jaws? Orca. The orca. Yeah, something like that. That's what I'm gonna do. It actually sounds like a good idea now that I'm saying it. Or you can get a vanity like plate and call it a day. <laughs> Save us. All right. Us well, all you, a load you, of trouble. You, you you killed me with that, but I'm just. I want a longer name than the vanity plate allows. Okay, fair enough. Look, man, you're on an island. You've been all these many years gathering debris from mm -hmm. various films, and now it's time to take some from Shark Night 3D. I don't know what I'm going to grab from this. What are you putting in your thirst trap? Did you realize, by the way, in the, one of the dorm rooms, there was a dresser? Did you see this? There was a dresser in one of the dorm rooms, and it had the word expletive on it, stenciled yeah. on it. Yeah. I wanted to bring that up earlier because I thought that was a very odd choice. So what I'm taking is 3D. Oh, wow. Really? My island's in full 3D. You know, extra dimensions. If I want to see a crab's eye stalk stretching towards me, now it's going to be vivid and, and even more adorable. The coconut yeah. falls on my head at me. The last right. few seconds are amazing. I am mm -hmm. probing around some floating flesh. It's vivid in my face. Tears coming out of eyes directly at me when I need it. A burst of milk from an exposed nipple squirting it towards myself. Pulling on the, uh, the stalk of some sort of submerged clam, watching its juices shoot out. Kelp oh dripping at me, smashing mm. little bits of live rock towards myself, maybe grabbing a, a writhing creature of some sort and watching it slipping out of my hands towards me. Everything else much more sensational and vivid thanks to the 3D that I've created and brought to the island. Will you take the 3D boat explosion that they have? No. Lots of milk shooting at me. What would I take? It's, a, it's such a good question, you know. There's a couple things that you could get away with here. I might. There's a dart gun that makes an appearance in this, like you right. know, knocks knocks our one of our characters out. I think I'm gonna take the confidence that Malik had <laughs> to go punch a shark. I, that's something I something I don't have. Like if I saw a shark swimming at me, I would definitely just freak out and freeze or try to swim away. But he stood his ground and he actually started to wail on that with his fist. Like the and the shark, thank thankfully. Shark was close enough to the surface where you could get some punches on I the like top of it. I use the term whale. That's pretty perfect. What did I say? A whale on him? Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, because it doesn't doesn't an orca or is an orca considered a whale or is that course. another? Course. And so that doesn't that destroy sharks? They've been known to. Anyway, I would take the confidence of that shark punch, and I would just either that or his flips. Maybe I just take his his abilities. I'll take Malik's abilities. I'll just be flip flopping around in the water like he does, punching aquatic life when necessary like he does being ripped apart <laughs> i said his athletic ability does he does he get I mean, ripped you, apart athletically you get the caboodle you got to get the kit i took his ability i took his athleticism i took his confidence the shark punching confidence i don't want to take his his suicide by shark proclivity okay do i have to take that as well no you don't you know what give it to me i'll take it <laughs> i'll take it too I, that's the trade-off give it to me so i'm yeah. So I'll be like, so here, look, look me in the water, waist deep, fist out, but then kind of shaking because I'm like, I also wouldn't mind getting bit by it, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to punch it and I want it to also chew through me. Mm -hmm. How do I make both happen? I'll tell you what, across the bay, I am staring at this in 3D and I look <laughs> down at my rager. That's... <laughs> And then it, I go, different my leak coming out. <laughs> so oh my God.
There's nothing here 